let's go around the 30 NBA teams with an injury update. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and you forgot about the essence of the game. It's about the cones. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Quick shout out at the start of the show to those of you who uh, listen every day. I think I already said that, but if I didn't, I'll say it again. Some, my brain goes a little bit fast sometimes, but we are 700 people away from 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. I do want to hit 100,000. That's my ultimate, not ultimate. My uh, my aim is to break YouTube and yeah, watch out. PewDiePie, is he still number one? I don't even know anymore, um, but that's fine. 70,000 this season would be would be awesome. I'd love to hit 100, but we've we got 700 to go. So if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And this is where if it was a YouTube show, I'd have that little graphic come up with a finger, come up and go, click and make that click sound. But we're not doing that. I'm just telling you to go click the subscribe button. As here we are to talk injuries in the NBA, we will have a daily look ahead show for Tuesday's games um, coming up later. And then a full recap, obviously, of Monday's in-season tournament action. This is a weird week in week seven in the NBA. Um, Actually, I'll just, I don't want to talk too much about this, but Yesterday, there was no games in the NBA. I know a lot of people were like, man, it was so boring. It was terrible. In-season tournament screwed up fantasy, blah, blah, blah. I actually don't mind. Like, And it is a little bit different for me because of me working and it you know, requires 16-hour days for a lot of my work, right? So having that day off felt really bloody good. Like, It just was good to not have something happen in the NBA on that day, to have sort of a way to settle down and assess projections, players, um, sleep, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I, I actually thought nearly everything here with the in-season tournament has been a positive. This is going to be a wacky week for fantasy. There's no doubt about that. And it is going to be um, hard to get even games played and it's going to be weird streaming strategies. I do understand that part of it. But in terms of an actual um, NBA product perspective, I think all this has been great. It's been great to have this day off. I, I love that part of it too, just to have that day off. But I, I do understand that this week seven will be a little bit strange for fantasy. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be trash before it happens. It probably will be worse than a usual week. But let's revisit this next week to see how week seven actually was from a fantasy point of view. I hope we can have that level of restraint to maybe just wait and see what happens. We probably won't though. And maybe I'll uh, complain about it as well. Because I know in one of my leagues, I've got no one playing today, uh, which is sick. Uh, I think in two of my leagues, I've got zero players on today. and Because I didn't have anyone that I definitely wanted to drop to stream. And there wasn't any good guys on the waiver wire. So yeah, let's talk injuries. Because we're looking now, we'll go reverse alphabetical order here. We'll go to the Washington Wizards. And at the moment, there are only two injuries. So they don't have a huge excuse to be shit at. Well, they do because they're bad and they're Wizards. But it is DeLon Wright who is out until the middle of December with his knee issue. And Ryan Rollins is dealing with a knee issue as well. He's probably out to the middle of the season. I do think there is something in Rollins. And at some point, maybe, maybe we do a show of names to watch for March stashing. Now, you obviously don't do any of that shit now. 
You don't do any stash now waiting for injuries, fake injuries, shutdowns on the 25th of March. Again, my leagues will all end on the 24th of March because that eliminates all of the shenanigans. Well, not all of them. Let's say 95% of shenanigans. But if you are a league that goes further than that, you will need to pay attention to those final three weeks. And Rollins is just an interesting name to watch. And there's a few guys like that on this team. Davis can do it, even though he's bad. He can put up some numbers. And the other one is Patrick Baldwin on this team. But that's me getting a little bit further astray. Because it also brings me into talk about the Utah Jazz, who have a number of those players. And we actually saw Taylor Hendricks play sizable rotation minutes across the weekend and put up some okay numbers. He's still nowhere near it. But him and Sensibor in late March might be very interesting. At the moment, they have four guys that I don't know the status of for the Jazz. Lowry Marketing has missed five straight games with a hamstring injury. We should not be surprised at this. This has been a week, so maybe he returns on Wednesday. Maybe. I would think that it is likely that he misses one of these two games this week. Again, having an injury in week seven is not the end of the world. It's only two games, so you're not missing huge amounts of long-term value. Jordan Clarkson has missed three of the last five. He's missed the last two with a thigh injury. I would think he's a, a larger chance of returning than Markinen. You've got Kelly Olynyk who missed the last game with a shoulder problem, and then Chris Dunn, who's missed four straight with personal reasons. Obviously, we hope he's okay. But if Markinen and Olynyk are out, then Yurtseven is an option. And Taylor Hendricks does become a deeper stream option. The problem is, of course, they play on Wednesday. So you're not really going to take advantage of it. Same with Simone Fontecchio. But if you do have an open roster spot on Wednesday, Fontecchio and Yurtseven, even Colin Sexton, who put up big numbers last time out with um, Clarkson there. Still don't like watching him play, but that doesn't matter. If Clarkson's not playing, Sexton will boost up and he will be useful enough. And he might even be startable in that scenario. So there are four guys that we don't know their status for Wednesday. And I would suggest that Markinen is probably out and Clarkson might be out. But again, complete guess. The Toronto Raptors, I really do hope that this man is okay, Christian Coloco. He has not played a single second this season with an illness. Still don't know when he's back. I've pushed his return date out to middle of December. No idea. Not that he's going to play, but this is bizarre. And there's a few of these injury situations through the NBA that we have absolutely no idea or no reporting on. And that's one of them. Uh, the prestige penis, grade A dick, missed the last game with an illness, but he was in the G League for the three games prior to that or four of the previous five. He has sucked his numbers. Don't look at his numbers. They're disgusting. He's shooting like 20% from three and 30% from two, I think. They're really, really bad. He's not going to have any impact in fantasy. Let me just, he's rostered in 1% of 12-team leagues. Seems too many. Uh, yeah, so we don't worry about Dick or Coloco. What have we got next? We've got the San Antonio Spurs. And again, you, I say this, every, not every show. I say it a lot, right? But you will look at your team. And one of the, I tweeted this out. I said, what did you think of the Sunday with no games in the NBA? And someone replied, man, it was sick because finally someone on my team didn't get injured. It was great. There's not that many injuries. I know we always love to lament the injury luck of our fantasy teams and it hurts, all that sort of stuff. There's not that many. Compared to previous seasons, I don't know the numbers. Maybe I'll hit up Jeff Stotts. You know, Jeff Stotts in street clothes. Maybe I'll hit him up and say, hey, what are the, what's the injuries tracking this season? I believe they are significantly down from where they have been. I, I do not think that they are. that they, they seem low. There's no one hurt. Victor Wembanyama missed the last game with a hip problem. I'm not doubting that there was an issue there, but it was a back-to-back. So I do expect that he plays on Wednesday. Dougie McDirt has missed the last two with illness. I just wish they wouldn't play him. It's not like he's helping them win. I want Julian Champagne in that role. Champagne is another one of those guys that at some point this season, he is going to be fantasy relevant, and I uh, can't wait for it. This is a team that actually matters at the moment. It is the Sacramento Kings, and Chris Duarte is out with knee soreness. 
Honestly, he's not going to be a part of the rotation anyway. He has sucked all season. So don't worry too much about him. Obviously, if you do roster him and nobody does, thank that. Um, we don't need to hold him. Alex Len, I say nobody has him, but we've got this advanced roster percentage on Basketball Monster. You've got the numbers at Yahoo. You've got whatever um, uh, invented numbers over at ESPN in terms of roster percentage. We've got this thing called advanced roster percentage numbers, which looks at competitive 12-team leagues. So the number we see in advanced roster is 12-team league percentages. So you'll see the guys are like 40% on Yahoo, but they're 90 on our number. And I can tell you now that we have 0% Crystal Arte rostered in 12-team leagues in the data that we've got. It's not every 12-team league because we've got limited samples of what we can look at, but it's a general overall view. He's rostered in 0% of them. Alex Len is out with his high ankle sprain. That's going to keep him out until the middle of January is our guess with that. JaVale McGee, Trey Lyles have been getting the backup center minutes, and they probably would have done that um, irrespective of the health of old mate Alex Len. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers on Fangio, oh, they are so toasty. They're there to warm you up because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 redos if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining Fangio, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. You can go and bet all of the in-season tournament games. So you can look, put your $5 money line bet to see whether you think the Pacers are going to beat the Celtics or vice versa. And if the team that you think wins, wins, $150. And then you can use that on future bets, in-season tournament winner, in-season tournament MVP. The NBA released all the trophies for those awards today, so that they're interesting to look at. Uh, parlays, player props, over-unders, totals, it's all there. Over at Fangio, and that $150 in bonus bets will be something that you can use. So go to Fangio.com slash locked on and get ready for the end of the NBA's in-season tournament. Fangio is also an official partner of something called the NFL. Not sure. Um, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. I'm sure there's one person watching this show for the first time go, mate, this dickhead with his Aussie accent doesn't even know what the NFL is. What am I doing here? I do. I do know what the NFL is, but it's always funny to me when I, when I say something about, or if you, sometimes you'll tweet something about the NBA on a Sunday or you'll talk about, hey, how'd you feel? No games. Oh, mate, it's the NFL. So I, I, I do, I do, sometimes I enjoy a needle, just, just a small needle. NFL, I'm not sure. Not sure. Frisbee? I'm not sure what we're talking about there. I do enjoy a needle at times. Let's uh, let's look at the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simons and his thumb. Worth remembering when we're looking at the minutes and the usage of Shaden Sharp. Worth remembering when we're looking at what Malcolm Brogdon is doing. That is why I'll be willing to sacrifice value from Brogdon for the next two weeks and get any top 100 player back. Because Simons, we're looking at probably six more games until he returns. And yeah, he'll have some ramp up, but not a huge amount. Um, we got the news today that Jeremy Grant has entered the concussion protocol. Now, I have we've listed him questionable for Wednesday. I would think that that is highly questionable. In fact, it's probably doubtful. He copped a pretty big whack in that game on uh, Saturday. And Saturday to Wednesday is a decent amount of time. But I would expect entering the concussion protocol early Monday would mean that his status for Wednesday is very, very unlikely. What we're going to see is more for Kamara, more for Thibel, and more for Jabari Walker. I would probably look at Thibel over Walker, but if Walker's getting 26 minutes, which I think think is possible, he does move into discussions. The problem is, again, it's Wednesday. There are 11 games on. Would I want to take a flyer on Thibel or Kamara or Jabari Walker, not knowing how the minutes are going to shake out on a day when they'd be fringe to use anyway, and this is not a long-term thing for Grant? No, I don't. I don't want to do that. So it's not worth making a move on that. 
Ish Wainwright, who was claimed by the Blazers uh, off waivers from the Suns earlier this season. We've got him out until around Christmas with a knee injury. Has he even played a game this season? If he has, it hasn't been very many, and he's not a part of what they're doing, it seems. For the Phoenix Suns, I know it doesn't seem like it, but we are getting close to that initial three-week period for Bradley Beal. We've got probably three more games. So he's going to miss all of this week with the in-season tournament. Maybe he misses the start of next week. And there is a back-to-back 12th and 13th of December that there is a chance that Bill returns. Now, I am worried that his back problem is going to continue to linger, but I'd say it's a 10% chance he's back on this date. But that's around that three-week period that we initially heard from Bill. As long as Bill is out, we keep running with Eric Gordon and we keep running with Grayson Allen as 12-team league players. And they are in a perfect situation this week with A, a game on Tuesday that's low volume and the potential to have another game on Thursday that's low volume. Eric Gordon did miss last game with knee soreness. It was a back-to-back. I'm not really worried at all about this. I think he will play on Tuesday without any question. And the other one is Damo Lee, who's dealing with that meniscus surgery. We're probably looking at middle of December for him to return. I would guess that he's a part of the rotation, which further puts a pin in Jordan Goodwin and hurts guys like... um, uh, Josh Okogi a little bit. I remember when the uh, remember all the graphics that came out of the Suns, um, uh, the Suns Big Four: Durant, Beal, Booker, Bol. Has the man even played a minute? I know he's played like two. I think he's played twenty minutes for the season. To be honest, I'm going to go and double check that because that was it was always laughable at the time. But you know when you see these things and you see Bol play a couple of good games for the Magic. And you see these accounts go sick on it, like even crazy people like ESPN putting these things out. Bowls the big four, and then you come out. You being me, come out and go, this is insane. Like The, the, the dude's not going to play. He's going to be their 12th guy. And then you sit there and you go, maybe I'm wrong. Like, Are they actually going to start him? Like, Have I just completely missed the boat here? Yeah, he's played seven minutes for the season. Seven. He's the same as Wemby, though. So that's cool. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of, a lot of questionable tags on this team. Um, but nothing that appears serious. Joel Embiid has missed two games with this um, illness. He should be ready to go for Wednesday. Tobias, uh, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, old Tangles. He missed Friday's game with an illness. You would suggest that the illness is probably going around the team. So there we go. They should both be back for Wednesday. Nick Batum missed the last game on Friday with a finger issue. He's officially questionable for Wednesday. I expect he returns. Daniel House has missed four games in a row with a quad issue. He should return, but I don't think he plays because the other news is Kelly Oubre is back and he is in. He is playing on Wednesday, Kelly Oubre. Now, I don't know exactly what they do, because once the trade went down, Nick Nurse said, Kelly Oubre is our starter for now. And obviously, Oubre has um, missed, and Batum has started, and Covington's had moments in there, and I their bench has no shot creation at all. So Oubre might be a 29-minute player off the bench versus starting. That doesn't actually matter at all you know, for a fantasy, whether he starts or not, because he wasn't going to be a 36-minute-a-night starter, I didn't think. But with him coming back, it does reduce the value of Batum, we do add Ubre and see where it goes, but even before his injury, Ubre was trending down. So we watched that, but obviously he is uh, ready to return on Wednesday, and he would be worth adding. For your Orlando Magic, uh-huh. um, Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz, they're still both out. I think that we're getting a return of Wendell around the 15th of December, and with Markel Fultz, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. I've put him at the 15th of December because I just don't know. They're not telling us shit with it. I think that if you are in an injured reserve, IL slash IL plus slash IR, however you want to call it, if you're in a crunch with that position, you drop him. You probably could have done it two weeks ago, but his upside value is not high enough to deal with uncertainty when you need the spot. You're like, is Fultz going to run as a top 70 player this season? Very unlikely, given this knee problem. Given the form of Suggs and Anthony. 
Now, I, I don't think that Suggs actually impacts Fultz at all because they honestly play different positions. But I, I don't know. Look, now, now, if Fultz was dropped and I was sitting really strong and I had an open IL, I would add him because there's literally no harm in doing that. But if you are in a problem and you've got multiple guys injured, then you can be okay moving on. He, I don't think it's going to damage you too much. As for Wendell, I think it'll be a little bit of a slow return. He, he won't be playing big. He was playing poorly beforehand anyway. I think he's a 12-team league guy, but I do honestly believe that it will be the end of Goga's value and Mo Wagner's value will drop off to be more of a streamer versus being a 12-team league guy, which he has been of late. The Oklahoma City Thunder, we can bang through this one quickly because at the moment, there's nobody on the injury report and the same goes for the New York Knickerbockers. They are both injury-free. W for both of those teams. The New Orleans Pelicans play today and their injury report is clean as well. CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy missed the last game. Just resting, they'll be back. Zion Williamson played the back-to-back. There are two guys out. One of them is Larry Nance who refractured his rib and I, I, am, I am sorry, Larry, but I do fear this. I think he might be washed. He can't stay healthy. His form has not been as good this season. And they're leaning more into Jonas Valanciunas. I'm a little concerned about where Nance goes from here. So he's out and probably until the start of January. Matty Ryan, who had some moments earlier this season, but with Trey Murphy back, Matt Ryan is just uh, Aldi. Trey Murphy, what's another good work? Let's try and use, what sort of bargain basement shopping stores can I use to put, not to denigrate Matty Ice, what's an, what's an American version of uh, like Dollar Tree? Dollar Tree Trey Murphy? I know the New Zealand one's called Pack and Save. What's the, what's the British one? Little? Little version Trey Murphy? I don't know. Throw them in the comments. What, what could I use? Aldi's a good one here. Reject shop, that's one we've got here. Bad name for a shop, man. What a bad name. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be in the rotation with uh, Trey Murphy returning. Old Ken, the legend himself. Let's go to the next team. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they actually do have injuries. Jaden McDaniels is out until about the middle of December, so he won't be back this week, maybe not next week. We have seen Nikhil Alexander-Walker start in his place and have exactly one good game. We don't need Nikhil Alexander-Walker on a 12-team roster. Jordan McLaughlin's a couple of games away, no guarantee he even plays, and Jalen Clark is out until March. And the big one there, of course, is Goose Anthony Edwards, who's missed two games with a hip injury. I'm sorry to tell you, he's just not tough enough anymore. Because the only reason that he used to play um, games in his early part of his career was that he just wanted it more than other players. And that's why he played through it, because um, he was tougher and he didn't believe in load management. So I'm sorry to tell you that the, flip, the switch has flipped. He got his extension. He's lazy now. He got his contract. That's all he cares about. And now he just takes games off to rest. Again, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules on this stuff. Um, so that's exactly where it is with Edwards. And it's disappointing for a guy that was going to be the future star of the NBA to be so lazy and non-committed to playing and just not wanting to get out there. Look, that's, that happens, doesn't it? It just happens to players. They just give up. They just don't want to play basketball anymore, and they're just in it for the lifestyle and the money. Edwards could be questionable for Wednesday. Um, well, he's officially questionable for Wednesday. He's missed the last two. Obviously, when he returns, we don't care about Troy Brown. We don't care about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And honestly, we shouldn't be caring about Kyle Anderson. It's on a Wednesday. Any of those guys that you did add, and they are rostered in a lot of spots, you can move on. Right, and in regard to Jaden McDaniels, he is not a 12-team league player. You can very, very comfortably, I think, move on from Jaden McDaniels. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. What's this? Please try to incorporate some fun angles around holiday mentions, ideas, themes in last-minute gift ideas for game time spots. I'm not supposed to read that out, but you know what? Let's include some fun moments for game time because you want tickets. Sometimes when you're buying presents or gifts for people around Christmas time, you know what it is. It's a gigantic pain. 
What am I going to get this person? What size are they? Are they going to like it? But you know what they do like? Going to things. So have a look. Game time will pop up, flash things up on your screen. and go, hey, this is happening in your area. Want a ticket? I go, I actually do want a ticket and I want to buy it for somebody. So whether that is to escape the drudgery of holiday preparations, there's a local sports event for the local team in your area. They'll have their flash deals come up, discounted deals. You've got event cancellation protection as well over on Game Time. Plus, when you are buying these tickets for somebody else, you know that whatever the price is, is the price you're going to pay. Nothing worse than seeing a ticket for something, going to buy it, and then they slap on the fee at the end. Here's your seasonal transaction fee. Here's your Rudolph extra charge. No one wants any of that. We want the all-in pricing that Game Time delivers. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create the account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And that $20, oh yeah, you can add that to somebody else, somebody else's Christmas gift. Or you just put it in your own pocket, buy yourself a little Christmas gift, maybe another game time ticket. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jingle all the way, I guess. Okay. Let us um, let us crack through the rest of these teams. We're almost halfway. God, that's that's not good. The Milwaukee Buckaroos. Um, Patty Connaughton is out with his ankle problem. I don't think that Pat plays this week. I don't have anything official on that. It didn't look not that they even look good. It didn't look like a particularly great uh, ankle sprain. So I'm going to say that Pat is out. I've got their 11th of December, which rules him out for this week in the in-season tournament. I guess he could play Thursday. I really don't think he will. And Jay Crowder is out for a long time with that groin issue. We've got middle of January returning there. Um, Andre Jackson dealing with a back issue. He is questionable. He missed the last game. Now, all of those guys play similar positions. So Leaky Beasley's minutes are going to be huge. He played 30... Leaky Beasley's last four games. 36 minutes, 38 minutes, 37 minutes, 39 minutes. They're huge minutes. And in the in-season tournament, I think Leaky's going to play a lot. Yeah, I think he's going to play quite a bit, to be honest, in this in-season tournament. So he is obviously one of the best ads out there. And I look, and I talked earlier about our advanced roster percentage. He's actually 95% in 12 team leagues. And when you look on Yahoo, he's like 60 or whatever. So he is rostered basically everywhere. But if he isn't in yours, you need to go and add him. Um, with Connaughton and those guys out, like he's going to have weird, weird players like Marjorie and Beauchamp step up, more minutes for Bob Portis. But as a team in the tournament, I expect that Minnesota, Minnesota, Milwaukee tightens their rotation and bumps their minutes up. So look for 38 from Giannis, 40 from Lillard, um, 22 from Middleton. Lopez at 35, 36. I think they're going to bump those minutes up. The Miami Heat, a lot of injuries here. Bam Adebayo is out for Wednesday. I would love to tell you to stream Orlando Robinson because he's good, but it's Wednesday. Will you use him? Will like, And again, like, do you, the only reason I would add Orlando Robinson, A, is if I've got a deficit in an open spot, or B, I think that Bam's going to be out until Monday because Wednesday, Friday, both terrible days for streaming. So therefore, the priority on him shouldn't be that high. I think we might get a return of Tyler Hero this week. I don't think he's going to play Wednesday, but there's a chance for Friday. If not, I would say Monday is a distinct possibility. And then we'll really see what happens with Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Huckers, and Josh Richardson, because all four of those guys have had 12-team value. And I do fear that when Hero comes back, that none of them will. Maybe Lowry can for assists, but I think all four of those guys might end up droppable when that happens. 
Richardson himself is dealing with a knee issue. He left last game early. Um, Haywood Highsmith with a back problem. He left last game early. Obviously, we're not rostering Highsmith in any 12 or probably 14-team leagues. Drew Smith's out for the season with an ACL injury, and Roderick Hampton has got a knee injury that will keep him out to middle of December. But there are obviously things here with Bam and Hero and Richardson that could all be resolved by the time they this team even becomes streamable. So a lot of these options like Huckers and Huckers is rostered in more leagues than Lowry and Duncan Robinson, which to me... He's actually crazy. I would have Lowry and Robinson over Huckers, but I guess I'm just a Huckers hater. Maybe I'm just a heat hater. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's look at the Memphis Grizzlies. We are almost there on Jarmorant. And I've got all of these guys set at 19th of December return dates. They probably don't all come back on, on the same day, but we don't know. There are only six games left for Jarmorant suspension. If you want to buy low, it is the absolute perfect time to buy on Jarmorant. Now, in saying that, Jar is probably... Once he comes back, a top 20 per game fantasy points player. But he is not a top 20 fantasy points uh, category player. Don't look at his overall Yahoo ranks. We know they are, they get, well, no, no, we all don't know. They skew the value of him completely. They'll look at him at Jar as like 90th or 80th, which isn't accurate. He's around 40th in category leagues. Like that's about his zone, 30th, 35th to 40th usually. But he's not a top 20 player. Like, I had someone tweet at me, hey, do you think that Jar's going to get back to being top 20 this season? Like, he literally has never been that in category leagues. But a buy low on him now, because, again, we look at it and know that the suspension's happening, and it's still a couple of weeks away, but it's only six games. It's the time to do it now, if it wasn't already. Um, Marcus Smart with his ankle, we're expecting a similar time frame. Jake LaRavia with his eye, and Luke Canardis out for another few weeks with his bone bruise. So that keeps these random values uh, around. So Zaya Williams missed last game with an illness also. But there's just so much up and down here. Like, is it going to be Aldama? Is it going to be Roddy? Is it going to be Vince Williams? Is it going to be John Conchar? Conchar's minutes, the last four games, for, just to reference how annoying this is. Two minutes, garbage time. DMP, two minutes, garbage time. 20 minutes. Okay, Jalen Noel, 34 minutes in the start last game, 26 the game before that. Derek Rose will be back next game as well. He missed the last one, but there's just too much up and down with all of these Grizzlies guys for me to look at Roddy or Aldama or Williams or, or even Noel as anything that we want to care about this week. And then hopefully we get some more clarity once we hit back to Monday next week. But that is where we're at with all those injured guys. We're expecting middle of December. The date is the date for Jar is correct. The date for everyone else is more irrelevant, but it's more of a times a time frame sort of thing. The Lakers, an in-season tournament team. I don't think that Gabe Vincent is going to play on Tuesday, but we're getting closer to an alleged return date for him. So he might be available for the semifinal. I think it's more likely he's back the next week. Well, Rui Hachimura was available for their game on Saturday. Didn't play. And then post-game, Darvin Holmes said, oh yeah, no, we actually just ruled him out before the game. My guy, you might want to have communicated that somewhere. You said that, no, nah, Rui's available to play. And then later, oh, no, no, the, actor, the doctor actually said, no, he wasn't. Okay. NBA, fix his shit. I, I, you can say that you didn't play Rui because you didn't want to play him. Cool. But that wasn't the case. You said that your doctors ruled him out. But no one told us that. Anyway, Rui should be back for game against the Suns. And that puts a big spanner in the works. What happens with Rui and Vanderbilt and Reddish and Prince and Hayes and Christie and Wood? All of these guys have had little moments here and there. But I, I do think that when Rui and Vando are playing, that none of them are going to be 12s. Not Vandy. Vando, not um, not Rui, not Wood, not Prince, none of them. I don't think any of them are going to. And then Vincent adding back in creates uh, even more confusion. 
For the Clippers, we've got the Cockroach Mason Plumley out until the beginning of January, and BJ Boston's quad issue has kept him out all season. He's not going to get minutes anyway, which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes. For the um, Indiana Pacers, playing today in the in-season tournament, Tyrese Halliburton missed the last game with an URTI. Maybe he needs a Jace case. He was out on Saturday. I do expect that he plays today on Monday, but if he doesn't, your last-minute stream is going to be Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, yeah, great, great stream. It'd be Timothy John McConnell, and if McConnell is out, it's Andrew ne- or not out. If McConnell is taken, we go to Andrew Nempard. Obert Toppin did hurt his ankle in the game on Saturday, and he has popped up on the injury report. We did expect that. Like they said after the game, there was an ankle problem, so we sort of knew that that happened. A lot of people got taken by surprise with that. I do think that Toppin plays, but if Toppin is out, we are smashing Aaron Neesmith. Smashing Aaron Neesmith. And the other one we smash is Isaiah Jackson, because Toppin's getting backup center minutes. He blocked four shots last game. Miles Turner played 30 minutes, and Isaiah Jackson played eight. That's 10 minutes that Obi Toppin played at backup center. So if Toppin is out, Neesmith's going to play 35, and Isaiah Jackson's going to play like 12 at least, or Miles Turner's going to get to 36. So that's one to watch. Toppin is still someone to have for now. Um, I do think Halliburton plays, but there could be massive stream opportunities open up for the Pacers. Jalen Smith with his knee injury... Look, I just don't think he plays this week. That knee looked like it's going to be six weeks, but they have given us nothing at the moment. No official details on that, unfortunately. Heel contusion legend. For the Rockets, the only thing that's happening there is Amen Thompson is potentially returning this week. Probably not Wednesday, but maybe Friday. Do not stash Amen Thompson in 12-team leagues. Do not do it. There's no path for minutes. I still maintain that Amen is a gigantic dynasty buy low if people are panicking. Probably less so now, because there were a lot of people were, that were like, hmm, maybe I should have drafted Asar. Right? And, but now that Asar's dropped off a little bit, there may be some shine actually goes off of men that way as well. I think he's going to be phenomenal. We're just not going to get that opportunity to see it this season, unfortunately. I don't think, unless there are injuries before this team. For the Warriors, Gaz Payton is out for a long time. I know that they said they are reevaluating in a week. Let me reevaluate for them. He's not coming back until middle of January. Like it's maybe again, I don't have access to his MRI results. Shockingly enough, I don't have access to even look at the man. Like I don't know what's going on, but when you come out and say it's a torn calf, he's not back in a week. The Warriors beat reporters are saying this is a long-term injury. So I'm believing that it's a long-term injury. So I don't think Gaz is back until middle to late January. Chris Paul and Andy Wiggins both missed the last two games. Paul with that nerve irritation and Andy Wiggins, car door legend uh, with a finger problem. They could be both back on Wednesday, which of course, nullifies any Moses Moody or Brandon Pajemski value. I was looking at Moses Moody's minutes or numbers yesterday. They're really good. Honestly, they're as good as Clay Thompson's, but that wouldn't, he would never start over Clay and he should get 25 a night. And you know, I have banged the Moses Moody drum for years. I just, there's, the path just isn't here for him, uh, unfortunately. Ujman Garuba also dealing with a finger issue, but I don't even think he's played a single second this season. Let's go to the Detroit Pistons. The injury report is cleaner now. Boyan Bogdanovich is back, and there was unbelievably good news from James Edwards today where Monty Williams said, yeah, when we're not going against two really big guys, Boyan will start at the four. Oh my God, the Isaiah Stewart experiment is over. It should be. Isaiah Stewart is a backup center. That is all he is. So Boyan will start at the four, meaning your faith in Hayes, your faith in Ivy should be elevated. I don't know where Asar Thompson fits into all of this, but the fact that they will start Boyan at the four, and they said, well, maybe they'll move him to the three. So Boyan's minutes are secure. They're going to go up. We add him everywhere, clearly, even though his game is relatively limited to points and free throws with threes. But that's okay. But this obviously kills off the Isaiah Stewart nonsense. Monte Morris is out probably until January. I'm not even sure he'll be a part of the rotation, although Marcus Sasser uh, 
is struggling. He looks bad at the moment. And the other one is Joe Harris, probably another week. Not sure he's going to get into the rotation when he returns. He looks pretty washed. The Denver Nuggets, it is the headmaster, Jamal Murray, who came back from a hamstring injury, sprained his ankle within three minutes, played 22 in that game, and has missed the last two. He's had a decent chance to rest. I would think that he plays Wednesday. If not, I wouldn't be. Sh- I think Friday is the go. But you don't have to hold Reggie Jackson. It's 11 games on Wednesday. Is that worth it? Is that worth sacrificing a roster spot that you could use to stream Monday, Tuesday? Absolutely not. It's not. So move on from Reggie Jackson, even if Murray uh, misses time. Dallas has a sizable injury report, but thankfully they're not really long-term issues. Muxy Kleber with his toe problem. I just don't think he returns this week, maybe next week, but we don't have an update. And everyone else is questionable. Kyrie with a foot issue, which has plagued him all season. He missed the back-to-back. I expect that he plays on Wednesday. Timmy Hardaway has missed two games with back spasms, but that means the last time he played was Tuesday, so that's going to be eight days until the next game on Wednesday. He'll be okay, I'm guessing. Grant Williams popped up with a knee uh, knee soreness issue. He played every game. Not well, but he's played every game. He's officially questionable for Wednesday. We don't care about that unless we're in 16-team leagues. Joshy Green's been starting over Derek Jones. He's dealing with an elbow issue. He missed Saturday's game as well. Um, we don't roster him either, but his absence or Kyrie's absence really does make Derek Jones streamable in that scenario. Well, Dante Exum has missed two games for personal reasons because he had a kid and that's why he's out. So he'll be back pretty soon. So there's a lot of guys there, but it's not really a long-term situation. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dracaris Levert missed the last game with a knee issue. Um, I don't think that he's a 12-team league player, so I don't think we can move on, but he will likely return, and that would mean that you know those four minutes that Craig Porter got, or more importantly, the 33 minutes that Isaac Okoro got, don't mean anything. Milk, Ty Jerome, is out with this ankle problem. He has not has he even played. Like He played maybe two games to start the season. I don't think he's back for another week or so. Dean Wade's questionable with an ankle injury. One of the biggest um, do the most with the least uh, guys this season. I'm not even sure he's a rotation player when he returns, when they're healthy. And then at this point with Ricky Rubio, again, I hope the man is okay. Love Ricky Rubio, but I don't think he's playing. I, I, I just, I don't. At the earliest, end of um, end of January would be my guess, but I don't think Rubio is playing this season, if at all. The Chicago Bulls. Um, Zach Levine is out for the rest of this week. So we're looking at maybe Monday return. So that means we are absolutely smashing Kobe White. We're adding Patrick Williams. And then the other thing is there, the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso, who's dealing with that toe issue again. Alex Caruso's last, what is this, last 10 games. 23 minutes, left with injury. 29 minutes, left with injury. 27 minutes, 27 minutes. 18 minutes, left with injury. Missed with injury. 19 minutes, 27 minutes. 13 minutes, left with injury. So out of his last nine games, one, two, three, four of the last nine, he left with an injury and he missed one with an injury. That's insane. So when he's upright, you use him and just understand that it's going to last like one to two games. That is about it. And old mate, Honoralp Batim, I had to mention here that he missed the last game with an illness because I don't think I'll ever get to talk about him on this podcast again. The old, old, the old big fella. One of the weirdest um, two-way signings I think there is. I, just, I don't think he's an NBA player. Anyway, we should get an update on LaMelo Ball this week. At the moment, I've ruled him out until around the 20th of December. Wouldn't be shocked if it's New Year's before he returns. It doesn't appear like it's going to be season-ending, but I would think that you know, late December to early January is, is okay there. Cody Martin, any any chance of any update on this man? Just every game, Cody Martin out. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that. So I'm just going to say that this man is out for the rest of this calendar year, and we look at him maybe returning in January, but who knows? 
They tell uh, is 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 he rooted? Because that is distinctly possible. The other one is Frankie Nilakina, which we haven't really had any update on either. Maybe he's back in a week or two. Doesn't really matter that much. The big one there is Ball, but we know what happens. It's Rogier, Bridges, Washington, Haywood, Miller. They're all the guys that we roster in twelve team leagues. It's Ishmith in very deep leagues, and it's maybe Bryce McGowan's in even deeper formats than that. Lastly, well, not last, we've got three to go. Kristaps Porzingis is out today. I thought there was a chance that he would play in this game, but he is out on Monday. So Al Horford's value, up. Slam and Sammy Howes' value, up. Um, Luke Cornett, actually worth a stream. Or it could be Nemeas Keita, who played 10 minutes last game. But Keita's been 15 minutes, 0 minutes, 10 minutes. And I think the Keita matchup against the Pacers would not go well. I think Cornett would make more sense. Remember when Cornett used to be a three-point shooter? He doesn't do it anymore. He can't do it anymore. I don't know what happened. But anyway... Um, Porzingis is likely to return for either their game on Thursday or Friday. Horford is a great stream, but you do have to weigh it up. Is it worth me holding Al Horford after Monday and foregoing a roster spot for Tuesday with the hope that Porzingis doesn't play Thursday? It is a tough one. I believe at this point that Porzingis will play on Thursday or, or on Friday. And there are two things that means that goes against Horford. So I think I'd probably rather, I'd have Horford Monday, I'd drop him for somebody else Tuesday, and then I grab somebody else for the Thursday games, whether it's Horford again or whoever it is, because there is a chance that the Celtics lose, and that hold of Horford, well, obviously if the Celtics lose, you drop Horford. So that, that, that's irrespective. Ignore that. The Horford one is interesting. Is it? Yeah, I don't know that it's worth a hold to get a zero on Tuesday to maybe get 25 minutes on Thursday. I, I don't know. That's a debatable one. I think he probably would be a drop to get the extra game in. But yeah, Puzingas looks like he's coming back Thursday. I'm in 30 deep. I've got Puzingas, and he might only play one game this week, but my other options are pretty slim, and I am starting him. But in other weekly lock leagues, I don't think you can. The Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons with his back injury. I'm going to push that out to around Christmas so that the value there of Spencer Dinwiddie, Dennis Smith, all they, Cam Thomas, they all stay elevated in that area. Lonnie Walker missed last game with a hamstring injury and Dorian Finney-Smith with a foot-slash-knee issue. With Finney-Smith and Walker out, it did really help Royce O'Neal. So bear that in mind if you consider streaming Royce, which you shouldn't. And then it's Noah Clowney and Derek Whitehead who are both questionable. They're not going to be a part of the rotation anyway. They have played games this season, so that's that's good. But yeah, we don't need to worry about that. And lastly, it is Jalen Johnson of the Atlanta Hawks. We're looking at a beginning of January return from him. Sadiq Bay is the guy. Actually, Bogdanovich is the ad. Sadiq Bay then DeAndre Hunter, and then last game, we got a 10-minute crossover between Okongwu and Capella. Now, Okongwu didn't do anything in those minutes, but he did play 27 of them. So that is something that it's worth monitoring. And the other two guys that are out are Muhammad Gay, who we're looking at a couple of weeks out with a back problem, and Kobe Bufkin, probably middle of January with a thumb issue. They are not rotation pieces anyway. And that is 30 NBA teams and 30 injury reports that I went through there. And hopefully nothing comes through in the next 10 minutes and changes those injury updates. Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, I said Stitcher. You know what? I don't even, why do I even say that? Side note. I know it's this common sense. Hey, go follow this podcast. If you're listening to this, to, to this on audio, how are you finding the podcast if you're not already subscribed to it? It's not like it's a recommended algorithm for podcasts. It's not like there's like, hey, here's something you might listen like to listen to and it pops up and you go, oh, that's true. That's interesting. I'm guessing that if you listen to this podcast, you are subscribed to it because I just don't know how you get other episodes. I don't know. Fine. But on YouTube, very different story. You do need to hit the subscribe button because we want to hit to 70,000. Hit the notification bell, leave comments. It helps this show grow. 100,000 is what we want to get to eventually. I want to have the silver YouTube play button back here, which would be 
a meaningless thing, but means something to me of all the work that I put in. So let's hit those sub buttons up, comments, all that stuff, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.